In the aftermath of a catastrophic pandemic and prolonged war, the 1920s saw the United States grow steadily in stature as an economic and military world power. The Senate did not ratify the Treaty of Versailles imposed by its allies on the defeated Central Powers. Instead, the United States chose to pursue unilateralism. The aftershock of Russia's October Revolution resulted in fears of communism in the United States, leading to a Red Scare, and immigration laws were passed to strictly limit the number of new entries. We remember these times as the Roaring Twenties due to their great economic prosperity, albeit with a small weakness in agriculture. Ignoring any troubling warning signs, a financial bubble was fueled by an inflated stock market, which later led to a massive crash on October 29, 1929. This, along with other economic factors, triggered a worldwide depression now known as the Great Depression. And during this time, the United States experienced deflation as prices fell, unemployment soared from 3 to 25% in four years, farm prices fell by a half, and manufacturing output plunged by a third. Then, in 1932, Democratic presidential nominee Franklin D. Roosevelt promised a new deal for the American people, coining the enduring label for his domestic policies. And the result was a series of permanent reform programs, including relief for the unemployed, assistance for the elderly, jobs for young men and women, Social Security, unemployment insurance, public housing, bankruptcy insurance, farm subsidies, and regulation of financial securities. Ideologically, the revolution established modern liberalism in the U.S. and kept the Democrats in power in Washington almost continuously for three decades as America pulled itself out of its depression. The Great Depression and the New Deal were decisive moments in American political, economic, and social history, and it fundamentally reshaped our nation. Nearly 100 years later, we can obviously disregard all of this. Today on the show, we revisit Budweiser. History lesson. Isn't it something? Undisputed history of our time here. Very clear what's going on. Nothing more than trivia, my friend. (laughs) Nothing whatsoever. Trivial indeed. The 1920s is a a long time ago. We got iPhones now. (laughs) Who cares what happened then? Wow. Okay. Uh, Uh, What do you think? You're a big My Pillow fan, right? What do you think (laughs) about My Pillow? Go back to this. (laughs) Uh, How was your first trip? I don't want to talk about My Pillow. Honestly, very good. (laughs) it's sweet it's much sweeter than i right well that's the whole typically a critique of like rice-based beers is they're sweet right this tastes good it's It's really really refreshing we are sitting in a cavernous cabin i mean this is the truly the cold cans money at, at play here um we're on a writing retreat this weekend nick we are we are. And so uh, this is, I believe, the first beer we've cracked on this writing retreat. We're now <laughs> reviewing. It is the first true, beer right? we've cracked. Yeah, that we, is true. The other things may or may not have been cracked. Uh, but this beer is the first one, and it tastes delicious. I agree. I, I really like yeah. the first few drinks. We're doing, you know, we're modern-day Hunter S. Thompson's here. Yeah, tr- truly. Substances in, words out. <laughs> Writing the next great American novel here. Both of us are writing the next great American novel, which I guess is technically impossible, but one of them will be the next great American novel, then, and then the other the, one will be, be the, the next, next great American yep, novel. Right. Yeah. Hopefully not like days within That'd one be another. too bad. That'd be short-lived yeah. infamy or fame for the first. But you could at least still say you did at one point right. write the next great right. American novel. Uh, it's all about clout. 
Yeah. Do you guys think we should deal? We should do away with U.S. currency. Why do I say do you guys? Do you think we should deal the away audience. With, with U.S. currency and just trade and clout from here on out? Likes become currency, and uh, only the hot are allowed uh, <laughs> wealth. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, it's uh, a very different vibe in here, Nick. Right. So yeah, the whole writing retreat thing just came from a. For me, I'll speak for myself, I guess, just to like getting tired of seeing the inside of my apartment every single day, day in and day out. It's, you know, we're in the middle of winter here, I guess sort of the start of winter and raining most days, overcast, sundown by 430 and just working every day and then trying to forget about work at night. So this for me anyway, was a change of scenery, uh, an attempt to like kind of get out of a rut and do something creative while getting out of that rut which the writing is part of that. The doing the cold cans is part of that. The doing the cold cans. The doing of the cold cans. (laughs) Of course. I completely agree with you on that front. The pandemic has isolated all of us. We're going Mm. a little bit insane in Seattle. You get the cabin fever. So what better way to break cabin fever than to come to a cabin with your friend? (laughs) Especially when, like me, you you have a fever. (laughs) Right. What's that now? (laughs) And I mean, I wish I could review this beer, but I can't taste a thing. <laughs> yeah, can't smell nor taste a thing. Uh, yeah, I, I actually feel the same way about as you. I got stuck kind of just doing work and, you know, living out the 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 pandemic like the rest of us are doing. And I think one of the things that went, fell by the wayside are any sort of projects or creative stuff that I wanted to work on because, frankly, yeah. it just didn't feel important for the last year because right. it isn't right like relative to keeping healthy and you know making sure that our friends and family are healthy and mm-hmm. you know just kind of and worrying about an insurrection on the uh, fabric of democracy yeah totally there are a lot of things that didn't suddenly feel important like writing my stupid little book so it felt really nice to say we're going to cut out a weekend and go do this mm-hmm. we're only on day one but we already worked on stuff and it feels rejuvenating i feel yeah. loose yeah for and i would say for like people listening even if you don't want to write anything or or whatever just like carving out some time where you're like taking a break from that normal daily routine of whatever it is like for me it was i mean i'm on online all day for work and then like at night i'm either watching television or on twitter online (laughs) on reddit whatever it is and just like taking a break from that was what i really needed and why i'm doing this and it's i mean Hopefully, on our full day off tomorrow, we'll uh, escape a little bit from the news cycle and not learn about what my pillow guy is trying to stage. He our... wants to uh, start martial laws right. ASAP. That's what time it is uh, today. <laughs> the my pillow CEO. And we'll see where we're at. Yeah, hopefully it's <laughs> it's as laughable a week from now as yeah, it is right now. Yeah, this would really not age well. If... No one. <laughs> so yeah, I do think yeah, just taking a step back and also like reanalyzing priorities in life and Mm. like what you want your life to look like, what direction you're headed. Totally. What's important to you. Um, Yeah. I'm glad we took the time to do this. Truly. I couldn't agree more. It's if you're kind of going through and routine is important and it needs to be most of your life. I honestly think that escape is only valuable because it's a break from routine. Mm -hmm. If it were your everyday life, then that would be routine. You need a break from that. So these little moments are nice to prioritize. And nonetheless, the fretters of uh, uh, technological, you know, the grasp it has on us 
Uh, is it the possible Apple fretters? To... Fretters, isn't that a word? Shackles? Fetters, I think. Fetters? All right, I, I was close. I'm uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Has a grasp on it. You did mean to. Um, <laughs> and while we're not totally escaping it here, we're at least trying not to live it, you know? Right. We're using it to write and do other things we need to do, including this world-class podcast. It is. It's one of the best. This is episode 125. I think we're finally hitting our stride. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're really Four about years to take in. off. Yeah. Even though Anchor left us. We've been deplatformed. To remind the audience, we've been deplatformed by, by Anchor.fm. Frankly, it's a First Amendment it issue is, at this point. It is. Lawyers are on the phone. Um, yeah. No. Well said. And yeah, breaking from the routine for a little bit. It's going to be refreshing. It's going to let us go back to our normal routines that are hopefully working towards something we also enjoy and want out of our lives. The fabric of a valuable life. The fabric of our lives. But you need to, the loom. to break that fabric a little yes. bit. Like comically when you bend over and you comically split your underwear, <laughs> that's what you need to do. I usually do that once or twice a year. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been kind of breaking clothes a lot recently too. I think I just wear my clothes out too much. They kind of just become mm. threadbare and then they fall apart, especially my underwear. Sure. You think, do you do that? Well, it's tough. <laughs> no, I've never, I don't think I've gone threadbare on underwear for maybe ever. What do you do? You throw them out? Eat them? What do you, what do you do? Yeah, with throw the, them out. Throw them right in the trash. Wear them till they fall apart, baby. Well, yeah, certainly I'm wearing them mostly, but I ordered, I ordered like a 20 pack of MeUndies. That's the, those are oh, my most comfortable. MeUndies trunks. For these these big old tree trunk thighs, baby, that you rub have, together. You truly do have tree trunk thighs. <laughs> Me undies. Did you get any kickback for that that I didn't see from cold cans? You're going to have to talk to my lawyer oh, okay. about that. The lawyers are they're, at the cabin. We don't go anywhere yeah. without the lawyers. Right, so they're here right. too. They're having fun. They're having some hot toddies in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, a little pissed up. You know, it's Yeah, we it's, might get some truth out of them later. Right? It's fine know, to have for fun. Once. I think, you know, at the end of the day, we should be doing trial by combat. <laughs> that, of course, is a what? reference to the fictional <laughs> show set in medieval England, Game uh, of Thrones. Also, what Rudy Giuliani instructed the people at the Capitol to do an hour before they... Well, and did you see he said that was his explanation for it, was that it was a reference to... To a fictional show? To Game of Thrones, which he said was a fictional show set in medieval England. That's what he said. <laughs> oh, did he? I didn't even pick up yeah. on that. <laughs> Joe, do keep up. Medieval England is I know, very it's, funny. It's hilarious. Uh, he can't stop stepping on his balls. Like he, <laughs> he, he just can't. He's such a piece of shit. It's so fun it's, to watch him flail around. It is, but I mean, it's, it's just not too bad fun. from yeah, from like being an American perspective and you know, formerly like being proud of where we're from and what mm-hmm. people stood for, maybe. And maybe it was wrong when I was proud of it. Um, but like I don't know his nine eleven stuff. Yeah, we all couldn't help but be, you know, rally behind in a, right. in a nonpartisan way. Just rally behind the the idea of being American after mm-hmm. that happened. And now those amount of people die every single day. Yeah, literally from every COVID, single yeah. day from a virus that they claim doesn't exist. So, or well, they have exists. they have changed. Yeah, oh, they changed their course. Okay, thank God. Good, we're but, all saved. <laughs> um. Yeah, and and like yeah, there are still reasons to be proud uh, of what Why people are, are trying to build here. What are you proud about right now in 2020 about being American? I'm not trying to like challenge that. I'm actually mm. asking that. 
Hmm. It's a good question. I mean, the the vaccines were formulated in warp the United States, right? Johnson Johnson is being manufactured here. Moderna's vaccine was here. Okay. I mean, so, that's impressive, right? Absolutely. The, both the knowledge the and the logistics that went into making it, at least, that's a, that's an impressive thing. So maybe at like a certain level, you know, there's all this talk about how Trump and the, his, his people have struck at the heart of American democracy in America in and of itself. But maybe at some level, like, you can't actually strike at the heart of it. Maybe no matter what. And he's genuinely been as destructive as maybe anybody in American history mm-hmm. uh, on our democracy. Uh, he is going to leave office in a week. And yeah, people did storm the Capitol and people died. But democracy is still here. And the senators are still here. And we impeached him again. And a different president will take office. Like, our foundation isn't rattled. We burned the house yeah, down. Hopefully. We tore down all the trimmings we pooped and we peed in places (laughs) but but the foundation is there and it isn't going anywhere and that that's i think what i'm also proud of is that like it's shaken it's rattled but it's not gone and that's there is really something to that that we can look back on i think and be happy about because yeah yeah we didn't overthrow anything just a bunch of idiots ran around people died a lot of people have died because of the mishandling of the pandemic but right well and that's why i don't i don't really like to characterize as just a bunch of idiots like storming the capital like they were egged on by people who are in power and i mean we'll see where the investigations like shake out but i was kind of referring to the people in power i was saying a bunch of idiots like kind of incited this yeah but i mean as our friend engineer matt likes to say like our elected officials are a reflection of the people at large who we are and i think that's true so like i yeah I don't know. Or I, did it's we build an ongoing to, conversation. I think that that may be... Matt knows the, more about politics than I'll... Matt's forgotten more about politics than I'll ever know. However, um, I do think the idea that our leaders are reflected of who we are made a lot of sense until we built these mat, these tools of like mass information that were all constantly streaming into our psyches at all times the social media mm-hmm. uh that we've manipulated to such a way that uh that like again likes our currency um in such a way that like you can maybe be a grifter enough that uh we may elect somebody who isn't going to take office like our leader we don't realize we elected a grifter I genuinely think a oh, lot of the people that so yeah, like right. the misinformation you're saying yeah, misinformation makes it is so more we're not prevalent now. Electing. Okay, it's more prevalent and more powerful now than it ever has been. It's certainly more powerful now than it ever has been. We haven't been able to just get the news and information in five seconds. I googled my pillow guy to figure out why he was in the news, mm-hmm. and in five seconds, I had a full picture of what was happening. In the past, we didn't have that, so the misinformation, the stream of that directly into your fucking brain is different than it ever has been, which would allow yeah. you to basically lie your way to an office. If people think that somebody different is there, whatever pr- facade you've put on is the one that's in office, when really you're a complete grifter behind the scenes. I, I know gotcha, it's always yeah. been possible, but it's, I think, easier than ever before to do that. Yeah, maybe. Just, yeah, the like plurality of information available. I do think... Hmm. And how we're moving to a world where plurality is disincentivized. You're not clicking on a headline that's like, both of these things are true. And, you know, it can be true that like, whatever, this tax law should be this, but also we should do this to help these people. No, you have to be on that camp or that camp. Mm-hmm. You fuck yourself if you 
believe any uh, idea from the other camp. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't know we were going to go down this I was going to say, how's the Budweiser Because Yeah, yeah. I guess Budweiser, as our previous episode on Budweiser called America at the time, yeah. this is a discussion of America again. I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts around it, I guess, like... I don't know. I don't want to go into it. Wow. Honestly, Nick got Nick got emotional, and that's <laughs> which actually I think, real. Well, As I you think, should, you should. I think what part of what we're trying to get away from is that right? Like we elect politicians, so we don't have to worry about everything on a yeah. daily basis, and our constant, constantly being tapped into the news. We are worrying about it constantly yeah. because we've elected people that are not doing a good job at it. But that's exactly. And the we core. shouldn't have to do that, though. We shouldn't, but the core of democracy is if the elected officials fail us, we need to be, it's our responsibility to be involved. I don't want to be involved. I want boring, old, evil politicians, either side of the fence, doing greedy, boring, old shit. But we're in such an inflection point right now that it's the responsibility of every citizen to be aware, to be knowledgeable, to fight back against it, such that we can use what little power we have to all collectively fight back and not just be apathetic to it. And change it. So now some boring old person, Joe Biden, will take office and do boring old bullshit evil politics stuff. And they'll fight with each other. And hopefully, because it's not so insane and out there, and again, we're not inciting violence with people with flags that make the president look like Rambo, like running into the fucking office and stealing lecterns. If we get away from that, hopefully we can back off a little bit and just enjoy our lives because boring old politics as usual is happening. That that feels, it feels like a responsibility that we have right now. And I think we've, by a yeah, large, I mean, done I, our job. We all went out and voted, and it is happening. Right, right. We're just waiting now. I agree, yeah. We do have to care right now. But I I guess I was saying, like, this weekend and <laughs> was like a, an escape from <laughs> this that. This little weekend. And right. then somehow it went right into it. Maybe because I did my whole intro on, like, the history of America. Right, which, Maybe I mean, I is fair enough. That. Is fair enough. The, the intro was good because... Yeah, hopefully we can learn from the past Some a little lessons, bit, yeah. and we'll see. I don't know. I didn't want to take us down. We can re-record this whole thing, or we can release <laughs> it as in, in, in the raw, no, we'll, fundamental No, we'll emotion. release it raw. We can't, yeah, we shouldn't be scared of what we're saying. We're not saying no. things that are in, inciting violence, and this is not hate speech. No, but we're digging. Because we're those are deeper. things that should be brought down. It's not free speech to say that violence should happen that's right. not free you can't speech. scream fire in a theater yeah that's effectively what's happening hey but we have been deplatformed by anchor we have we broke the terms of agreement with no we no didn't. we we are still on the anchor platform they're just not paying us money anymore which is kind of bullshit uh, if you ask me uh i i want to go i don't want to go right into rankings i don't want to take the bullet train home i don't want anything that drastic okay however I do want to just point out that currently, this is our number 88 ranked beer. Oh, no. In the rankings. And it's below shit like Michelob Ultra, Miller 64, Miller Light, Chef and Hefeweiss, Grapefruit Beer. Um, there's a lot of stuff above this that is worse. Uh, even like a top 20 beer Fosters is worse than this. So there's serious reshuffling to do. And it made me think of a Snapchat we got, which is on coldcanspodcast.com slash history. If you go through mm. our, if you go through our, our history of, of, of what happened since the day the we started. The most important now, history we can learn from going truly, forward. Truly, truly, yeah. No other Cold history Cans is Nation, as important. Cold Cans Nation history. Um, maybe we should call ourselves Cold Cans Community. Cold Cans Nation kind of sounds like we're some of the people at the insurrection 
at the Capitol. Cocaine's community? Sounds communist to me, Joe. Uh, well, I'm a socialist. I'm cock. voting Ted Cruz. Uh, anyway, the the I got a Snapchat years ago from our friend Soda Pop. I won't say his full name, but our friend Soda Pop, and he said uh, the Cold Cans right. crew uh, ranked America very low or Budweiser very low. They must be terrorists, mm. which was partly a joke and partly him saying he likes. And I know the man enough to know that he loves Bud Heavies. Okay, and we're drinking a Bud Heavy right now, not a Bud Light. The man loves a Bud Heavy. And we shit on it. And now we're sitting here drinking in a cabin. Mature, still virile, but mature young men. Uh, so much smarter than we've ever been. Ever been. And this is the smartest I've ever been in my life at this moment. And, uh, and, and we're both saying, this is pretty fucking good. It is pretty fucking good. It's sweet. I think I am starting to like the rice, uh, uh, rice beers a little more than I used to. Uh, this actually tastes smooth. Like if you blind mm. taste tested me, this mm-hmm. ice maker, ice maker's crumbling. Uh, if you gave me a blind taste test of this, I don't think I would have said it was any of the mass market domestic beers. Like it, it's good. Mm. Yeah. I, well, I mean, we've talked about this before, right? American adjuncts can be smooth and good. That's the whole thing. It's a, it's a impressive feat of logistics and consistency. It and truly it is, is. It is good. I don't know if we went back and listened to the other one, which we listened to some of it earlier today just to see what we had said about it previously, but I don't think we heard anything we said about the beer. But obviously, we ranked it pretty low. 88 is an unfortunate number for it to be at in terms of our other conversation around white supremacists and, and stuff. Right. Uh, but uh, the one thing I, well, I will say about this is these are like holiday edition cans, so we're yeah. past the holidays a little yeah, bit. it's the 15th. So, so it says, happy holidays from our family to yours. Yeah, and the Thanks, Clydesdale, bud. the iconic Clydesdale. We got the Clydesdales. It is iconic. It's a lot of fun. The first time you referenced, first time we did this, that was June thirtieth, twenty seventeen. We did Budweiser. Wow. The caption was "Let freedom ring, folks." The boys celebrate the Fourth of July weekend the only way they know how, drinking too many cold cans. Nick, a masochist and idiot, also drinks another Smirnoff Ice. Have you since had a Smirnoff Ice between now and then? I don't know. Why did I have one on that episode? Was I iced? Mm, no, I think you wanted to have one. I think we had one in the studio or something. I'd have to go back and listen. Okay. Our listeners can go back and <laughs> fill us in. Uh, uh, go to number... Our th- it was our 13th episode. Wow. So very early in the show. Uh, I think we've grown a lot since then, as has America. And mm. the flavor profile is very different <laughs> of this beer. Yeah. No, it's going down pretty well. So this is a new opportunity for this beer. It is a new opportunity. So in theory, it's going to move up out of the, uh, what is it? Is that the Russian radioactives? No, it's the deplorables. Wow. Wow. Oh, (laughs) boy. Hey, fuck yeah. I'm happy for us going there uh, at the time. If you like Donald Trump, you can really, truly, and legitimately go to hell. You can fuck yourself. All right. Let's, I, yeah, I would be curious what information that person is basing that off of at I this would point, too. right? I would too. You're right. You can't just yeah, you can fuck yourself. Um, don't 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 support that man. It, he it, don't do it. All right. Do we have a beer advocate? Can we take this bullet train home? <laughs> beer advocate says, "What does it say?" It is previously on the Colcans rankings. It was rated as a 58 or awful. Yes. Now. Dropped a bit. Uh-oh. It's 56. Still awful. Still awful. Okay. We have a couple rankers from the great state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Which did a very good job in 2020. Uh, 
Hybrid Noise Bloom says, look, I'm not going to lie. This is the worst beer I've had. <laughs> Notes of nothing in particular, maybe wet cardboard or basement dust. Oh, come on. I Fuck genuinely you. don't understand why people drink this. Doesn't even taste like beer to me. No malt, no hops, just musty rice water. What's Sorry, his, Libs. What's his score? <laughs> 1.59 out of 5. That's horseshit. Okay, I'll give him that the, the no hops thing. Yes, it's not a hoppy beer. You're drinking a goddamn Budweiser. What do you think you're going to taste yeah, here? But the no malt thing is bullshit. You Absolutely, there's a malty flavor in this. It's It's not pronounced. It's not a great beer. Right, it's pretty subtle flavor. But yeah, I mean, like, it, it's the same thing it's drinkable. as shitting. It's drinkable. Utterly drinkable. It's the same thing as shitting as on like a McDonald's. Be like, I don't get it. I ate it. It's absolute fucking garbage. It tastes like paper. And there's no like delicious sirloin taste in the, in the burger. <laughs> yeah, of course not. You're at a McDonald's. And it doesn't taste like paper. It's pretty good. It's yeah. the same thing here. It's a, Like you said, this is a genuinely American beer. A marvel of sort of manufacturing of supply chain of everything to make it taste this good budweiser is the operation warp speed of breweries (laughs) it really is and the vaccines are about as good as a budweiser (laughs) harder to get though (laughs) that's but that's the marvel of budweiser it's every grocery store you see it tastes fine it's at a great price point there's something to be said about all that. To just blindly shit on that and be like, it's not good. Your my craft beer is better. Of course it is. That's not what it's trying to do. And perhaps we we're getting at another deeper level of online discourse versus real world experience and how easy it is to uh, shit on things and be a nightmare online versus why, why experience is our, and living why, the real world. Why is our inclination to be a nightmare and to complain and to be a critic? Why, why can't we just go... Everything's it's pretty so good. easy to shit on things, right? Because it's easier than saying it's good. Isn't that easy too? Well, it's easier to th- come off like you're smart and have a personality if you're shitting on things all the time. I see. So everything is bad. That makes me refine. Like I must know what I'm talking about, right? Because right. I have enough knowledge to know to what's know good. this is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To know that this is bad and beneath me, that's it. Beneath me. Mm. I have better things in my life than Budweiser. And we have never been guilty of that on this podcast. Never once. <laughs> Who's okay. the guy who can fuck himself? Who's the beer guy? Jeff Allworth, who can fuck himself. He's a big beneath me guy. Is he? I haven't read much of his stuff. I just know he stiffed us that one time. He's a permanent... Early on. Permanent ban list. Supposed to be a guest. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, true. if you're listening, you... He's Sir, on the no-fly list. You can fuck yourself, Jeff. Much <laughs> like the insurrectionists at the Capitol, you're on the no-fly list in Cold Cans Nation. All, All right. right. Should we rank it? Yeah, so this will be a new opportunity, so we can move it up, down, or leave it right where it is. Up, down, side to side. (laughs) I have... Oh, do I have a place. I have a place unlike any place you've ever seen. Do you have a tier? Should we three, two, one a tier, and then a ranking? Yeah, let's three, two, one a tier. All right. Three, Three, two, two, one, the olive olive loaf. loaf. (laughs) Look at us. Look at us. We've been in a cabin for long enough, doing enough stuff. We'll leave it at that. Cabin cousins. To know that we're cabin cousins. Kissing cabin cousins. All right. We're both in the olive loaf. Now, the olive loaf spreads its wings from number 61, Trader Jose's Premium Dark Beer, all the way down to number 74's Einger Einger Brauweiss. Wow. Um, so that's a there's 15 Einger beers. is a 92 on beer advocate or outstanding and it's our number 74 beer neither one of us like the weedy beer though so it is what it is which i think yeah we'd still think it's a hefeweizen i don't like those types of beers no and it's a subjective podcast so everybody can go to hell all right 
I have a spot. Let me lock it in. Okay. I have a spot. Much like the hit show on Fox that you should check out every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. with Clay Travis or whomever. Oh, no. Lock it in. God, no. And Cousin Sal's in it, I think. Oh, boy. Yeah, Let's rank it. It's a shame. They do a betting show. We've just decided as a public. You take an affront to this a lot. You're, more than me. You don't like that all the sports <laughs> like media companies are just I would like, like someone who has more of a history knowledge of the downfall of rome of like when we just let everything go and it's all fine yeah we can just bet on stuff all the time now we're talking about the sports betting proliferation of all these shows win terry's money lock it in on the fox yeah everything of course the the main sports center guy all he shows now is like the whatever like lock of the week yeah bad beats that's what it is like when someone has it locked in from the betting perspective, and then something weird happens in the game and wipes it out. They lose their bets. That said, Nick and I have been sports betting literally <laughs> about an hour ago. All right, here we go. Let's three, two, one this. Ready? <laughs> three, two, one. 79. Wow. Okay. So, so you had... Oh, okay. You were moving it up. I was the last... It was going to be the last, last beer in the world. in, De, in uh, Olive Loaf. And you had it as our new 69. Which I was going to put it right Miller below Miller High Life because I... I you know, Bud and Miller, I like keeping the same mind slot. All right, let's let's talk about the chasm between there. Then let's so do it. You chasm had it, me. You had chasm, chasm cousins. Kissing chasm, chasm cousins. Kissing chasm cousins. Number sixty-eight was Miller High Life. Your sixty-nine is Budweiser, and and seventy would be Dale's Pale Ale. So everything in between us is Dale's Pale Ale, Lake Huron Blueberry Berlin Weiss Ale, Melvin Killer Bees, Tiger Heineken, and Einger Brow Ice. And I had it at. Below Iinger Brow Ice and above Bush Light mm. um, between those tiers. Which also, the right below Bush Light is Bud Light Lime. Way too low on the list. Way too low. We need that a should be a top hop, 10 New beer. hop, yeah. It's so good. Uh, which I got in a Twitter argument with that fucking musician that one time who was like, this podcast <laughs> and this guy is an idiot. Um, who was that? Art Garfunkel was tweeting at you? It was. It was Art Garfunkel. Wow. <laughs> and he, you know, he's the one who destroyed... Sure, he has a voice, but other than that, was a talentless hack and destroyed Simon and Garfunkel. Oh boy! Okay, he's the one who brought like the lawsuits or whatever the fuck it was. He's sure he's an egomaniac. Wanted his money. Paul Simon wrote the music. All right, so I don't feel attached to anything that was in between there. Like I, what what do I love between Iinger, Heineken? Don't love it. Tiger, Melvin, Killer Bees, Lake Huron, Blueberry, Berlin Weiss Ale. Barely remember. Dale's Pale Ale. Don't really like. I like a Miller High Life. I'll say that. Tecate, Summer Shandy. Where do you have it at? Sixty five. I've got a pee, Joe. You keep deliberating. Oh Jesus! Um, Nick's leaving to pee. Just set his mic down. I'm not in love with anything, so I think I'm gonna to you know sign off on his. What was it, Nick? What was your ranking? What was your ranking? 69. Oh, wait, I weigh too high then. Uh, so it is below Miller High Life, which was the first one I said I liked. Okay, we're going to leave it at 69. He doesn't know this because he's in there peeing. I'm listening to him. It's disgusting. We're literally recording a podcast. So we couldn't close the door, but hey, it is what it is. Um, we need we need your mailbags, Cold Cans Nation. If, if you think that Donald Trump is a good man or a bad man, let us know. Hashtag good man, bad man. Um, and tweet at us at Cold Cans Pod on Twitter, or it might be at Cold Cans Podcast. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. Um, 
We have merch for sale, coldcanspodcast.com slash merch. We have pint glasses and shirts and mugs. Nick will do a cameo for you for $10,000. So he does a 30-second cameo. It's ten k, and then Nick will, like, sing happy birthday or something to you, um, you know, with a beer. We'll do the Cold Cans brand, but um, I was just telling him about your cameo offerings that you have. <laughs> All right, ready? Two hundred dollars per cameo. I said ten thousand. So you sold oh, yourself. Wow, you sold yourself short. <laughs> All right, I've settled on sixty nine. Is completely fine because when I thought you said sixty five, I was going up and I said Miller High Life is too much for me. And then I realized you actually said you put it right below Miller High Life. So yeah, I'm completely fine with your ranking. Sixty nine, wow. it is. And are we booting the bottom of the rankings or Iinger Brow Ice out? I think. We should probably go to the bottom of the rankings. I'm looking at what's down there, and it's an awful, awful beverage. Nothing gets booted, right? This is just new opportunity. So there's still 100 beers on oh, the yeah, list. Oh, yeah, it gets moved. Yeah. Jesus. All right, nothing gets booted. Budweiser has everybody its new wins. opportunity. Every, everybody's happy. Can I tell you the sense of relief after unloading a full bladder? Do you literally Un- feel anxiety? Paralleled. Yeah, I kind of have to. I, I'm full of piss right now. So can we wrap it up? Because I'm going to sprint over there. All right, our you new number 69 beer. $20,000 per cameo. That's for 20 seconds. Hit me up. I'll give you all your uh, favorite cold cans, references, and bits, gags, and spills. Take some time away from everything with your cold cans buddies. But get away from the internet other than the Cold Cans podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy.